Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Ignite Talks podcast. On today's episode, we have Tess, who is a fun, energetic, absolute legend who works for Kids Co, but she comes in and shares her story of how she ended up working for Kids Co, starting several degrees at uni, such as physio. She's got a law degree, a um, bit of an arts degree as well, just has done everything, but has somehow also wound up loving and working for Kids Co. On this episode, we do chat about all things. Obviously, Tess is sharing her story and her journey, but we do go on a few little side tangents. Um, I was recording this on Zoom again, so if the sound isn't um, fantastic, I'd do apologize um you might even be able to hear my dogs wrestling and fighting in the background but either way it was great to catch up with tess and have a chat hear a little bit more about her story um she ha- did start her own podcast which she mentions a little bit in there a little disappointed she didn't keep that going but uh, look maybe one day she'll get back up on that bandwagon but anyway enjoy the episode thanks for all the support as always you can follow us on instagram uh if you have any questions or want to give us a little bit of feedback there's a little bit down the bottom there on whatever the platform you're listening to but anyways here's the episode hello Tess welcome how are you good thanks thanks for having me James no worries what's going on just finished work for the day yeah, finish work for the day. Yeah. Loving the fact that it's freezing in Melbourne now. <laughs> Is the sun up in Melbourne? It was. The sun's up. I will admit the sun has actually been really nice during the day, but as soon as it goes, yeah. on comes I, the heater. Yeah. I don't know what it's been like up in Melbourne, but here in regional Vic, it's sort of been like mine or maybe like one or two degrees in the morning and then it stays, it doesn't get any higher than say 13, but it's sunny. So it's tolerable, I guess. Unless you're stuck inside. <laughs> yeah, true, true. We're, our, our school's um, doing jump rope for heart at the moment. I don't know if you've heard that. Have you heard about oh, that before? Oh, that takes me back. That used yeah. to just every day at school. Love yeah. it. So our school's doing that at the moment. And the last few days, it's been absolutely killer outside. So we've just been taking the kids out for half an hour and skipping rope. So. <laughs> Amazing. How do you go with it? Are you, are you, can you do the double dutch? No, I'm a good skipper, <laughs> but just like... Not staying, like staying in the one spot and not moving, no tricks, but I can skip. But yeah, the, the kids definitely show to, me up. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, you need yeah. to learn some tricks. <laughs> I, I'm, I like to think I'm fairly coordinated, but when it comes to like skipping and that stuff, I just can't like crisscross and end up in the same spot. But no, nah, <laughs> that's enough about my poor skipping talents. We'll, um, we'll skip over that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's. <laughs> um, what are you watching on Netflix at the moment? You watching anything on Netflix at the moment? Not Netflix. I think I've kind of like out Netflixed over um, over lockdown, but a bit on binge. Has been, there's been some good stuff. Yep. Uh, watch a show called Oh, there's a really good one called Our Flag Means Death. So quirky, really funny. It's a Taika Waititi okay. show. Yeah. So if you're a fan of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, more serious one on Apple TV, Succession. That was really good. What? What's Have you that about? Any- Succession, it's um it's sort of a thriller. Um, not a thriller, but suspenseful. Yeah. And it's um about work-life balance. So they've okay. sort there are these people where they sever their brain so that their work self doesn't know anything about their out-of-work self. So they rock up and their brain sort of like switches off. All right. But they're but they're 
personal self knows that they're severed. It's, yeah, it's bizarre and it's all this, like, conspiracy about whether it's ethical, but it's is really that, interesting. Is that like a, what, what kind of genre would that be? Would that be like a sci-fi or a futuristic? Kind of, yeah, like a, yeah, yeah I would just describe it as suspenseful. Yeah. Really good, though. Um, have you got any recommendations? Um, not any recommendations. Oh, as I guess it kind of is. I saw Animal Kingdom's, uh, I think it's like the fifth season's about to come out. I don't know if you... Have you seen Animal Kingdom? It might be the sixth season. I that's, haven't. So that's that, and that's really good, good to have like a lot yeah. of seasons to listen yeah. to. Yep. Yeah. So I know last year when the season came out, I started it again because Netflix, um, like most of those streaming platforms, are doing the thing where they just release one episode at a time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not, I don't have the patience for that. So <laughs> I started that again. And by the time I got up to the new episodes, they were nearly at the end of the season. So, um, Oh, Animal perfect. Kingdom's Elite and One Tree Hill. I've just started One Tree Hill again. Oh, Did you ever yeah. get around One Tree Hill? As soon as you say that, I've got, I yeah. don't want to do <laughs> it. Well, yeah. my partner was like, because she's, she's never seen it. And I was watching it the other the other week and she goes, oh, is that what this song's from? And I was like, oh, my yeah. God. I can't believe you don't know that. So um, reading anything at the moment? I am. I've just been reading this book um, that's recently been made into a series. It's called This Is Going To Hurt. Um, So it's been made into a fictional series. It's on Binge as well. And it's based on this doctor in the UK. So he was um, an obstetric and gynae doctor working the hospitals. And it's so hilariously funny. But it's also about like how grim the system is. And it's so it's a real guy's like diary entries and the entries are just Hilarious. So, yeah, so that's a book, but also the series is great if anyone yeah. needs another one. No, nah, that, that's cool. It sound, is that sort of what you'd normally read, like that sort of um, nonfiction genre type? Yeah, I really, yeah, like I like the quirky reads, but I yeah. also read recently like this really intense, it was a 700-page book about like addiction and but it was so engaging even after 700 pages. You're like, I yeah, want more. Just hooked, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm um I'm reading Andre Agassi's autobiography at the moment. Do, oh, do you follow you tennis it? at all? It is awesome. Like it, I'm about cool. just over a hundred pages in. I started it like two days ago, and I'm just hooked already. Like, I think the fact that he's written it himself makes it really cool yeah. as well because he it's re- it literally from his perspective in his own words. And it sounds like he's without spoiling anything. It sounds like his dad was a real hard ass. The way he talks about his dad in even in the first hundred pages I've read is just makes you feel a little bit sad for him, I guess, but no, it's a, it's a really good book. And I didn't know anything about him. Like I knew who I knew he was a tennis player and whatnot, but I thought he was Greek or some European sort of background, but he's from <laughs> yeah. America. So <laughs> well, that's yeah. really interesting, but Learn I can imagine that him. sort of thing with like sports people, like hearing sort of like parental pressure, I feel like yeah. it would be a pretty common yeah. theme. Oh, yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, mate, I feel a little bit sorry for him as far as his um, upbringing and whatnot, but he's one of those people like Curios who says they hate, absolutely hate and despise tennis, but they're just so freakishly good at it. I'm like, well, if I was so good at something, I'm not sure I would hate it. So, yeah, I don't have that problem <laughs> like them. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, we met working for Kids Co. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later, but I didn't realise that you actually don't have a teaching background because when I, and I'll get you to explain what Kids Co is in a moment, but when I started with them, 
I just assumed everyone that worked for Kidsco had uh, some sort of teaching education background. So what what's Kidsco? Do you want to explain what that is? Yeah, so Kidsco is in the, so, you know, you're an educator. I'm sure you've had experiences with school holiday programs. And the thing about school holiday programs is they're usually really boring. Yeah. So the mission of Kidsco is to ban boring. And in particular, um, Kidsco, we have now have the out of school hours, but um, contingency sort of element. But uh, we we started out being for corporate companies because what do working parents do on the school holidays? Yeah. Nightmare. They either has to get annual leave or they have to um, pay for someone else to look after their kids. So what Kidsco does is they engage with corporate companies. They go on site, and so the kids can. Uh, come with their mum and dad to the workplace, you know, fun day. Yep. Um, and they've got this epic experience all day. And, you know, mum and dad can even pop in at lunch. There's no guilt. It's just a fun experience for all. Um, you know, I'm sure the memories built like going on the tram together. But the programs themselves aren't just typical, all right, I'm going to shove my kid in, they're taking care of for the day. It's really just banning boy. Every day is different. No two days are ever the same. We've got these amazing, um, this amazing creative lesson planner and designer who makes yeah. the most epic themes. You might come in and you've got your Mario day. The next day is Candyland. Every day the space is transformed. It's not just like sitting around and doing craft, like they're really hands-on activities and it's Moving just... around and that sort of thing, yeah. Exactly. And the thing about all our educators is that they're not just there to be a body. They are big kids. Because the more fun our educators are having, the more yeah. fun they're, more they're getting involved, uh, then the kids are getting involved. The kids want to be there. And, you know, you start, you'll go in and they'll be like, Mom, I don't want to leave. And at the end of the day, they're like, ha-ha, Mom, I'm not going home. Yeah. Like, yeah. like now I don't I don't want to leave this place at all. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So how, how long have you been with Kids Go? Well, I started out as a teacher about three years ago. Yeah. And found the culture so infectiously amazing and yeah. just love what they're doing and what they're doing for fa- for not only kids but also for families yeah. and also for companies. So everyone's mental health boosting and the culture of Kidsco itself is just incredible. I just said to the guys, I'm obsessed with you. Can can we work with there? And I've come on board full time. Yeah, no, nah, that's cool. And you're right because, like, the way I always saw it too was that it really does help all parties involved like it gives the kids something to do during the holidays it means the parents don't then have to take off leave from work um and it means the companies still have their, their employees um for those two weeks of or six weeks of holidays when when they and come around you particularly have experienced uh sort of how what it can do because when you were hired so this is great we can go on site but pandemic can't yeah. go on site and yeah. it was amazing i wasn't working full-time at the time Literally in 48 hours when, so they were told, you're not going on site, there's a pandemic. 48 hours, they launched a new virtual program. That's crazy. And can you imagine like when I heard it's going to be done virtually over Zoom, I internally as a teacher was like, no, No. surely (laughs) not. not. The the engagement is completely face-to-face. So how how would that dynamic work through, through a screen, I guess? And were you nervous when you sort of started as a virtual teacher as to how it would come across? Um, not really, to be honest. So I started last September. So 
from a teaching standpoint, I'd been on screens and teaching through um, or interacting with kids through through a screen for better part of nearly 18 months. So for me, it wasn't. Um, I wasn't so much nervous or it wasn't as daunting for me, but I can totally understand how it would be for someone who isn't used to sort of interacting with kids, let alone interacting with kids through through a screen or through a device. How did you find the comparison between your typical sort of teaching for like the school environment compared to uh, with Kids Co sort of in the... It was, it, it's a completely different thing, you know, like um, it's a lot more relaxed as far as you don't have to meet certain criteria through the Vic Curric um, with Kids Co. It is more hands-on, crafty, sort of um, easier to engage the kids. You know, you don't have to worry about those low-level disruption behaviour management things that you would find in a classroom because the kids are engaged, the kids want to be there, the kids are motivated to do the activity. So it was a completely different ball game, to be honest with you, and I think that's what I really fell in love with, working with kids go. Oh, that's so great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Is it yeah. just because you had a mute button in? Is that what you just want in real life? No. <laughs> I wish. I, I do sometimes hold my TV remote and be like, I just wish I could mute you. But no, it's <laughs> um, as much as I, I absolutely love my job, um, working with kids face-to-face, um, that interaction with them. But it's, it's very similar but also very different through a screen as well. So I'm... I'm excited to to experience it face to face in the coming holidays, but yeah, it's it's a really good place to work at. And while it is, I guess, work in quotation marks, it's not really because you get you're getting paid to hang I out. Found that when I was teaching, I genuinely started to feel guilty when I was getting paid because I was like, I am having so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> more fun than the kids most of the time. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing, like, if you get into it, they get into it, and it's just yeah. so amazing. Um, but, yeah, so, I'm so excited. So I'm so excited no, no. for you to go on site and to experience I'm excited for that, that too, yeah. That will be good. And amazing as well that you're stepping up to, like, coordinate some programs. That will be really cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll be amazing. So, um, obviously, we've touched on that you don't actually have a teaching sort of degree or teaching background, but um how how did you end up working for for kids co uh so it's actually a really strange story as to how i met the kids co team i was uh working at a a co-working space i was sort of an administrative assistant um and it was an amazing co-working space called one roof and it's all about empowering and supporting female-led businesses um kids co is not a female-led business uh it's the two head honchos that developed it um, are two guys, late Nader, they are incredible. It says so much about them. Like they're working in a space that's about empowering women, but yeah. they fit in to a team. So I was working there, absolutely loved their team, loved what they were doing. Um, so sort of met them there. I, I ended up leaving the space. Um, this was just while I was studying at uni. Yeah. Um, then a bit later, I saw their advertising teachers and I spoke to them. I was like, guys, I love what, what you do. Um, I've I've done a lot of coaching. I was a swim coach for over 10 years. I've coached debating everything, like everything under the sun, all sports, that sort of thing. Um, So I was like, I've got all this like coaching experience and we'd love to be a big kid. Um, So spoke to them, started just doing some like helping as an educator, just 
ended up doing more and more programs. Um, so I was doing that on site, then was doing it virtually alongside you at some stages. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then once I was hooked, I asked no, to come no on for time. back. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really so cool. I, yeah, it's really cool. I now just have a very, very expensive piece of paper that is yeah. my art law degree. <laughs> yeah. But it's but it's so worth it. Like I've got a lot of hex, but to me it's I'd rather have that job satisfaction and happiness yeah. and feel like I'm contributing. And and look, the the experiences and the learning you've got through through that degree um doesn't mean you won't ever go back and use that, but no, that, that's cool. Let, let's touch back on that because you've done a few things or you've um, sort of dabbled in a few um, careers or a few uni um, degrees. So at the end of year 12, because I was um, listening to your podcast that you, you showed me, um, at the end of your year 12, you said you sort of didn't really know what to do or through year 12, you were sort of thinking, oh, it'll it'll come to me, it'll come to me. And then it just it didn't, which is yeah. fine. Um, I think that's that's a whole nother separate issue in itself. But um, the physio, you you applied for physio at Monash after year 12? Yeah, so year 12, I was, and sort of forever, I never knew what I wanted to do. Like I'd say anything under the sun. Um, I think at one stage I turned to my dad, I was like, I'm going to become an aquatic vet. He was like, that's not a thing. Don't. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> that's um, not a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in year 12, yeah, I was like, I have no idea because, you know, like in school there is all that pressure to know what you want to do and you have to yeah, apply for yeah. things. And I, I think most of my friends have ended up changing degrees and that sort of thing, but it is the system. Yeah. So I just put a whole bunch of things on my preference list, different states. Yeah, I was moving to Sydney at one stage. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I put on my um, preference sheet physio. I was like, that's funny. Why not? And then I actually got an interview. I was like, Oh, that's that's cool. How funny. Yeah. Let's go. And Let's then I it. got in. I was like, well, that that's a big, you know, like, <laughs> that means a lot. That's how nice. I might as well. Like, because yeah. I love sport. I've always like been raised in sports. So I was like, great. Um, and I started the degree, loved it. Got to jump on the train to Frankston every day. The people were lovely, actually a really good course. Yeah. Um, but fun fact about me, I'm very humanities-based. Yeah. So the fact that I was doing a science-based yeah. um, course was a really interesting decision and I found when I was doing it, loved it, um, but I really missed, like, humanities and yeah. writing. And the reason I never wanted to do law was because mum's a lawyer, so I was like, yeah. well, no, I'm, I'm not doing that, you know, yeah. rebellious, you know, daughter. Yeah. And then I had to sort of bite my tongue a bit and be like, actually, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. So then had to wait a year to get in. Because yeah. I never even thought I'd get the marks for it, but I ended up doing better than I thought. Um, typical girls always underestimate, and the boys are the ones who are, oh, <laughs> are cocky and show off. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so then just sort of worked um, coaching. I was the Melbourne Grammar Swim coach during that time, as well as working at a cafe. And then started my degree, was still coaching. Uh, then, yeah, as a joke, I applied for a horse racing punting page doing like marketing yeah yeah that and sounded really cool like when when i was listening was, to that yeah, part i was like, like that was, that sounds like just a dream it was bizarre almost. Yeah, yeah yeah it was just like making jokes because i love like a pun like it was just yeah. making joke memes and they were really really lovely guys and i got to like the final stage there were two of us left 
And then they hired someone else instead being like, they actually have marketing experience. And all this <laughs> experience. I was like, you know what? I totally get it. That's fine. Like it probably would have been disastrous if I got yeah. it. But they were the nicest guys and they went, look, we really like appreciated you and really think like we could get you some professional work. Like we want to help you, which is just yeah. above and beyond. Yeah. And they were the ones who sent out my CV to a couple of people, which happened to be the co-working space, happened to be the co-working space. So it ended up there, which has ended up in Kids Co. So it's all just like come from, ah, I have no idea what's happening, but just falling into line, which has been incredible. Yeah. No, that's cool. Did Did you ever finish your law degree? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally so what, just an expensive sort, piece of paper. Sort of like what what field was that? You were saying is that arts? Is that right? Yeah. Well, so I did an arts degree as well. So that was yeah. I was studying. Um, my major is in Indigenous studies, and I minded in journalism. Um, but the law undergrad, you go through all different um, all different aspects of law. It's very like general. I did um, got some amazing experience. Like I was working for a barrister at one stage. Did a couple of competitions. Like it was a really good learning experience. I think the highlight was I got to um, volunteer for a family law service, which um, yeah. was so it's a community legal service. That was really amazing. Got like some clock to work with clients. Um, really good experience. So I'm not anti ever doing law. It's just that I found something at the moment that, that I love. Really and love yeah. About. yeah, one of it was an amazing community. So yeah. it wasn't just like people would come and work. Um, it was really supporting everyone. So like on a Monday, there'd be coffee on us where everyone who's in the co-working space was welcome to come to this cafe nearby. Um, the working space would pay for the coffees and it was just like community spirit. There would be like lunch and learn sessions um, really just targeting like how to engage your business, yeah. how to like it might be a masterclass on marketing. Yeah. One day a week like a legal expert would come in. You could book in like a meeting. And were, like it was just a really good community spirit, but it wasn't even that. It was everyone sort of pumping each other up, empowering yeah. each other. Um, yeah. You know, we've, you'd have wine wine on a Friday and just, you know, sort of really engaged. And especially I like when you're in a small business, going to a co-working space where you're not feeling isolated and you've got girl bosses or, you know, other people that are that are doing as much as they can to improve themselves and their business, it's really um contagious. And yeah. it, you know, just that spirit. It would be. Of and when when you get that yeah. momentum going, it it's a it's a very powerful thing, isn't it? So when when you say um like that One Reef was a a business that supports other female startups, besides like the mentoring and um I guess the learning and that, would they support them financially as well, or was it more just from like a mentorship base? More support? mentorship and creating a community. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So look, I, I know there was um sometimes when you could sort of enter a competition to pitch to maybe get like some additional support or, you know, a month free, but it was more that community spirit, yeah. mentorship and, you know, um, making sure there are opportunities for networking in between. Yeah. Were there any sort of businesses that you came across through through um, One Roof that you thought, oh, shit, that's a really good idea? Oh, there were lots. Like um, Kids Co, of course, yeah. number one, a bit biased, but... um. There was an amazing company called Rowboat, which do human-centered learning, which I'd never heard about. 
And okay. it's, um, so, yeah, it's really interesting. Like they help companies use humans for learning and developing the business. They were incredible. There were so many interesting things yeah. going on. Yeah. But KidCo was the one that you, you fell in love with? I did. I yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I feel a little silly asking this, but so now you work for KidCo full time. What does that sort of look like? when there's not holiday program so like between i guess during the terms what what does your job look like during the term yeah that's a really good question um so my main role so i'm the product delivery and teacher engagement coordinator so my role is really about heroing the teachers and you're on the team so i can say this confidently i have the best team of teachers and yeah my job is so easy because all i want to do is cheerlead you guys because you are so incredible. So it makes my job really easy. But um, so, of course, I'm supporting you guys throughout the programs, making sure you know what's going on um, and very much in between the programs. Like at yeah. the moment, we've got a huge recruitment going on for some more superstars, some more educators, so getting more on board. Uh, we also do um, a lot of, yeah, just making sure everything's prepared for the school yeah. holidays. You can imagine that takes up yeah, a lot absolutely. of time. And Yeah, and also reviewing just sort of, how did it go, like, getting in touch with our superstar teachers because your guys are on the ground, on board. How can we do it better? So making yep. sure we're doing those reviews, reviewing with companies, being like, hey, how can we support you more? What Do you guys have any feedback? So it's it's that very quick turnaround after programs being like, okay, how can we get some feedback and develop it at the same time as already getting prepared for the school holidays? For the next so, ones, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I guess, like, teachers would find that, sort of 10 week term just flies by. So you'd probably feel the same as far as you think, oh, 10 weeks to organize all this. But when when you're in it, it must just go so fast for you. Yeah, absolutely. And especially because we want to get things out as soon as possible because we want to support you guys to make sure you're comfortable. So we want to give you information as soon as possible to get rosters out, to get lesson plans out, training out, yeah. that sort of thing. Especially because as you got as a lot of our teachers are full-time teachers, we have other casual educators and that sort of thing as well. But a lot of full-time teachers, you need a holiday as well. And you, uh, yeah. if you want to book a holiday, I know with COVID, you know, you couldn't do as much, but if you want to book a holiday, um, we need to give you information ASAP so that you can sort of go around that or see how it works for you. So we're very much about heroing our teachers yeah. and just making sure you guys feel as supported as possible. So we just do as much as we can on the back end to make sure the experience for you is just so easy and that you can prioritise being that big kid, having fun, educator yeah. on the day without feeling like, oh, this is too much, why bother? No, well, you guys definitely do a great job in sort of supporting us, um, I guess, teachers on the ground because even, even through the virtual ones, it's like something... I don't know, a, a kid's rocked up to the wrong sort of um, session or the wrong Zoom meeting and straight away flick, flick yourself a message and then say, oh, well, this kid's not meant to be here. And then within seconds or minutes, it's sort of resolved and ready to move on. So um, I think as a as a business model, without knowing any real sort of business model sort of things, I think it runs really, really well from all parties involved. Oh, that's great to hear. Um, but also you, you missed it. 
important thing about the teachers, how amazing you guys are, when that kid's jumping into that room, that's because they've already been on a session yeah. and loved it so much that they wanted to come back from Come more. back to the same I love one. it when they do that. It's cheeky. <laughs> yeah. But we love it. It's, a good, it's good to say, oh, I missed, you know, work. I missed James. I had to jump back into class for another session. So, Have you ever had a favourite theme or activity that you've had at Kids Go? Has there been any standout moments where you were like, hilarious my first i don't know i don't know if it was just because it was sort of my first um my first day my first session but my first one it was a um an alien space theme and i think the first activity was like making aliens or monsters or something out of um toilet paper rolls which i never knew how many ways you could make things <laughs> or how many different things you could make out of toilet paper rolls but I'm starting that. to be a little bit concerned about how much toilet paper some of those yeah. families are going through. <laughs> with but yeah. I remember that alien invasion, there was one day that that was happening and it was the day of the Melbourne earthquake. Yes, that, that was on so like I remember second all day the or something. Coming yeah. on being like, did you feel it when the aliens <laughs> were landing? Luckily, the kids all seemed to love it and be like, hilarious. No, it yeah. wasn't aliens. I was a little bit concerned that we've traumatised them. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious timing, being like, oh, earthquake, let's yeah. turn this into yeah. a Let, thing. Let's use that to our, our, our advantage for sure. That that was yeah. crazy, actually. I remember we spent, because um, that happened maybe 10 minutes before the first morning mm. session, and I remember we spent in, in our group, we spent like 10 minutes talking about it and kids were telling us what they were doing and some kids were like, oh, I'm still in bed. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a, yeah, so. <laughs> and that's another um, fun thing you can do virtually is um, the filters. I remember one teacher for the alien program turned themselves into this green monster and jumped on the screen and was yeah. pretending to be a, an alien and the kids yeah. were just going wild, like, wild where have it. you come from? Because there, yeah. there's that there's that one which gives you the um like the one eyebrow you sort of look like um, Mike Wazowski sort of but <laughs> yeah. uh, the filters and the backgrounds definitely are um, a big advantage of the virtual space as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else? What what do you do outside kids go? What any hobbies? Well, I think isolation. I had the strangest hobby I ever had. I made a lot of jam. It was so Jam. strange just for like a year. I don't yeah. know why. Like strawberry? I just a, a strawberry jam, rhubarb jam, blueberry jam. Yeah. I made pumpkin jam. Goes wow. well with cheese. Right. Yeah. So if you ever need some jam, James. Yeah. <laughs> what One of my kids last year, um, they they lived on a farm and his mum made jam. And that that's actually one of my favourite things about being a teacher. So last year in my class, I had a kid who's lived on a farm so his mum was always making things like jam and whatnot i had a kid whose dad had a honey business so oh, i was always getting honey, honey off them um another kid whose mum loved making relish so just like all all these That's food things time. you get from the family yeah. yeah for sure but jam um absolutely i'd love jam is actually speaking of is there a difference between jam and relish Yes, yes. So like, relish. I've made some relishes in my time too. <laughs> <laughs> well experienced. Um, yeah. I, okay. I'm not giving you like a scientific thing, I, yeah. but it's sort of more chunkier and it's usually right. um, like tomato relish will be like chopped up and a bit chunkier and that sort of thing. But yeah, a bit of a difference. Bit of a difference. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, now, do you have any weird isolation hobbies? 
Um, isolation hobbies, not really. I sort of tried to get back into making or doing puzzles. I found puzzles was a really soothing thing. I didn't finish one. Um, in fact, we went, we went and bought one and never opened it. So, um, yeah, that, that wasn't a great hobby, but during isolation, I just fell in love with reading again, like just picking up whatever books there were around, but. Ah. Yeah, that's a great thing to do. Yep. Now, going back to your podcast, you started the podcast. How, how long ago was that? Oh, like four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was listening to that and that, that was great work, by the way. Um, you spoke about through, I guess, all these different career um, interests, like the work-life balance being a load of bullshit. Yeah, I just, I think it depends on the person. But personally, I think, because you know how people hammer in, look, you should stick to like strict hours. Yeah. And like, you've got to balance your work with your life. But I think there are some some opportunities and I 100% think that everyone needs to step away from their job at some stage, just to, you know, ground themselves, avoid burnout. But sometimes if you love what you do, I don't think you should be like told, oh, you shouldn't be working or it shouldn't be like a stigma, like, if you work a lot, that that's necessarily a bad, a bad thing. thing. Like, yeah. 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 Like, of course, everyone has their own hobbies. Like, for me, I'll stop work no matter what if I have to go watch Melbourne Storm play because yeah. I'm obsessed. <laughs> but, you know, like, I just feel like it's an overrated t- term, especially in this day and age where people are having, like, more flexible working arrangements and that yeah. sort of thing. So, yeah, I think it things are shifting. Yeah, and I think... I think you're absolutely right because they they say if you love what you do, then you'll never work a day in your life, and that sort of sort of destigmatizes the whole work life balancing. Because um, and not not saying that it's not a thing either, because I definitely know some people who work far too much, but they don't enjoy what their work is. So yeah, it's how it affects your mental health and that sort of thing. Because like stress affects you physically. So, but if you're in a job and you're loving what you're doing and it's not having that negative effect on you, I feel like, yeah, there is a bit of a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you obviously don't have a problem with that in or work working with kids go, you don't have a problem with work-life balance because you absolutely love what you do. Absolutely. And also we have the most supportive team where um, everyone really takes care of each other. If you We had this amazing thing called a memorable moment where every week um you get two hours company time to do something for yourself just to fill your cup up so that once because if your cup's full you can then do your job properly and you know sometimes you need to take that time away and just de-stress but other times you know you just get motivated and keep keep pushing through what uh what sort of things do you do to fill your cup up (sighs) well it's a good one because we've only just started so if you have any ideas um you know you might just go for a two-hour walk or you might set aside now that we're going back into the office a bit more you could set aside two hours to go have a lunch with a co-worker or another yeah. friend in the city that sort of thing or you might finish two hours on a Friday I have a mate that like finishes two hours on a Friday so that he can go pick his kid up instead of putting him in care like yeah. you know just nice things yeah, yeah I, I read somewhere once that um I think it was um Winston Churchill who was like a famous politician way back in one uh, World War Two, I think it was that he he said that a hobby or something to restore like 
fill your cup. Not that that term was used back then, but a hobby should be something that's completely different to what you do for your profession. So obviously he was a president and one of his greatest hobbies was painting. So you can imagine how completely different those sort of fields are where when he was painting, he was completely immersed in that, wasn't thinking about um, work, was sort of in that flow state that they talk about because it was completely different. It was using different parts of his brain. So cognitively he was using different parts that he wouldn't use for his regular job, which really then allowed him to, I guess, relax. And then when he was at work, be more focused and alert. So for sure. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I have found that one thing I've done quite a bit, I've forgotten about this, is um, rug making. Which sounds really weird. With, with like one of those big, I don't know what they're well, called. So like what it is, is um, so I found this amazing business run. It's a Sydney-based business. Um, it's Craft Club, Craft okay. Club Co. And they have all these like um, kits. So they do like um, cross-hatching kits. Yep. Um, and they also do these, she has these amazing uh, kits where, so she's designed these rugs and it's called like latch hooking. So there okay. are these little bits of fabric and you, and all different colours. So there will be like squares and the square you then have to like latch hook in the colour of that wool. So they're like really cool, like amazing, pretty designs. And it's so therapeutic sitting down with it. Yeah, you completely take your mind off anything else. You can have it show on in the background if you want. And and it takes quite a few hours. So those, yeah, like rug making. And I can't draw like (laughs) Churchill. So he he can have his painting. He can do that, yeah. Yeah, that so is that sort of like those? Um, you know, are they? Is it gem work? Gem art? Is that what it is? Where, or even like the color by numbers, where it's this squares a one, so all the ones you paint blue. Is it similar yeah, with that? Kind of like that. So it's just like yeah, you just match the colors. And finally, you say that I actually just um ordered a colored by numbers that arrived today that yeah. I was going to use for one of my memorable moments. So. You're totally right. Winston Churchill onto something. All, all I think you did a couple it. of other things that were important. But this is <laughs> yeah, <good> mate. <laughs> oh, I'd say saved the world from Hitler or whatever, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll put this one top of the CV. <laughs> um, what, what about, let, let's go back to kids go. Um, do you see yourself there long term? Like I know yeah, you've been there I, I years, do but... see myself seeing it all grow and develop. Um, yeah. Personally, yeah, I want to keep growing in my role, see how much, like I, if I can do more in the company, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, I definitely see myself there for quite a while. I've only been full-time for like just over six months now, but yeah. I can see it really being like a career for quite a while. Is there is there like a, a head office for Kids Co? Or do yeah, you just work is, from home? there is. Um, so we have been working from home mostly. At the moment, we've also got a head office in Southbank. Um, so we, so we're particularly the corporate team that I'm involved in. But we also have our out of school hours care, which is developing insanely quickly across um, sites in a lot of like four sites in WA now. Um, yeah. I think three sites in Victoria now, and they're just growing and growing. So it's really cool to see us expanding beyond just like going into corporate companies, but to yep. families all across Australia. And it'd be really cool as that continues to grow to see how That's many cool families. Because there's, there's definitely a need for it. So it's good that you guys are, or that Kids Co is growing as, as the needs grow as well. And hopefully they just continue to ban boring and just make these programs epic and yeah. more exciting for kids. Yeah. And what I love too, is that 
whatever like latest Disney movie or latest trend <laughs> that's coming out is like awesome. We're going to use that to advantage and create a whole day from it. So like we did that. Yeah, because you in, can imagine like Encanto. I was Encanto, so excited yeah. for Encanto yeah. because, you know, like what would you want to book into a program? If you're a parent who's listened to We Don't Talk About Bruno or any of the songs numerous yeah. times, you look at the program and go, Oh, I know Encanto. My kids love Encanto. Like it's yeah. fun for all. Like, yeah. and there, I know there are some epic themes coming up in the next holidays. I hope these excite you. Is There's there like, um, is there a yeah. Space Jam theme? Oh no, because kids are loving Space Jam at the moment, and that's sort of like Space Jam's like basketball, but also Looney yeah. Tunes at the same time. We love Looney Tunes. Yeah, there, but there are some really fun themes coming up. There's even one theme in the next holidays called kid cella so it's like oh Coachella, stop but like it. Kids edition. like i'm so excited yeah, for that that'll be cool um, yeah dress up and everything for that too exactly and they're yeah. gonna set up like i oh, don't want to give too much away but like set up stalls so the kids are like running oh, stalls cool. so they have to yeah. like so it's not just you know the fun creative side it's like the kids are actually like learning involved through in it too yeah yeah, yeah becoming little sure. business bosses yeah is there the I'm, I'm assuming you guys get feedback from parents and whatnot that must all be pretty popular pretty positive feedback from parents too yeah, like, you know, in anything, of course, you're going to get people with different feedback. Um, and, you know, you're just trying to please as many people as you can. But yeah. personally for me, I think this would be good for you to experience when I, the best feedback was when you're on site and the and the parents coming back at the end of the day and hearing their feedback is usually really great. And just hearing that, you know, there's been some form of impact for their life as well as the kids. I, I just love that. Yeah. Is would would you ever consider like now that you've been with kids go for a long time would you ever consider going and doing your teaching degree personally i loved doing the teaching but i think um what i prefer is sort of helping the teachers and really driving yeah. sort of like the business side behind that so i um i did consider it at one stage when i was um acting as an educator i was like oh maybe i want to be a teacher but um I think I like, you know, being able yeah. to jump into programs found, and assist. Yeah, you yeah. found your niche. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. Well, look, thanks, Tess. Thanks for coming on and sharing a bit about your story and a bit about kids going and everything. It's been great. No, thank you. It's always good to, you know, I love the teachers. You're such a gun teacher. So having a chat with you is always a privilege.